Ah, the budget. So, question Matthew, who were the winners and losers in the budget? Yes, the uh, this is the budget took place last week. Dust has settled a bit on this now. So, each year, Chancellor of the Exchequer makes the budget statement to the House of Commons outlining the state of the economy and the government's proposals for changes to taxation. And the House of Commons then debates the budget, scrutinises... Uh, the subsequent finance bill, which enacts the Chancellor's proposals. Now, it's called the budget, or as I like to think about it, it's the annual robbing of Peter to pay Paul exercise. Big song and dance about this, where you make parts of society feel as if they're amazingly better off, and then they realise that they're not. And co- alongside that, you get some quite ridiculous press headlines. But anyway, this is Jeremy Hunt... The Chancellor. Now, he's been the Chancellor for some time now in a remarkable demonstration of Conservative uh, government stability. He is still the Chancellor. It's his first proper budget. And in the lead up to it, he promised a major expansion in state funded childcare. That was his big, his big headline that was leaked. Uh, And also, uh, he talked about tax breaks for businesses aimed at all boosting economic growth. It's all about growth, 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 isn't it, with this particular Tory government? And he said that a recession would be avoided and inflation would fall dramatically as the economy was proving the doubters wrong, he said. And uh, in response, Starmer, the Labour leader, he said, that, he said that Britain is still the sick man of Europe once again. And the budget shows the, exp- the, the expiry date looms ever closer for the Conservatives. And he said, after 13 years of, his, of this government... Our economy needed major surgery, but like millions across the country, this budget leaves us stuck in the waiting room with only a sticking plaster to hand. And I must admit, it is amazing to me that Conservative minister after Conservative minister still talks about the economic issues facing this country as if none of it is their fault. And they have not been in charge for more than 10 years. But anyway, I digress ever so slightly. So... Who are the real winners and losers of the budget? So I think let's pick three. Three winners. I suppose you've got to say the people with kids who pay for childcare. So Hunt's changes will undoubtedly help those parents who need help paying for childcare. And it's for all ages of children up to upwards of nine months. And at best, it looks like it might be worth around £6,500 a year for full-time working parents who've got two children. Um, and the help for, there's also help for schools and nurseries to provide wraparound care, sort of eight o'clock to six, six o'clock. Uh, that will also be seen, I'm sure that will be seen as extremely welcome for parents who need it. Although people are saying that for some lower paid or part-time working parents, the changes will be less beneficial. So I think childcare, big headline, they kind of nicked a Labour idea to do that, but that was the big headline. Um, another winner, I suppose you might say older and wealthier NHS consultants and patients, maybe. So this is all about the removal of the lifetime allowance on the value of a pension pot. And it's aimed at keeping older and more experienced and efficient workers, they say, in their places and helping again to drive growth. Now, one particular group that has been quitting early or reducing hours in recent years, as you know, has been senior NHS clinicians. And they will now no longer have to face a hefty tax charge, in effect, for boosting their own their own nest eggs, their own pension pots. I mean, great news for them. 
And I suppose good news for those who might need top quality professional healthcare from a brilliant surgeon or GP, but mm, maybe. Um, and the third winner, I'm going to say boozers or alcohol. I mean, we have this ridiculous thing every year where you where in the budget it talks about how much. Uh, how many pence on a pint is being removed or added and how just ridiculous headlines every year. They do it for, for, for smokers as well, too. It used to be the traditional thing. How does it affect smokers and drinkers? Well, um, he pandered once again in his, in his budget statement to the sort of tabloid caricature of the working man. And uh, he was extremely pl- uh, proud to make a pint of warm British ale, he said, relatively cheaper in the great British pub than the heavily discounted alcohol available in supermarkets. And I suppose if you're being a bit more serious about it, is that this mood could, move could help the pub trade, you know, and it, which is, <laughs> some people think, is an essential and distinctive part of British life. Um, but there you go. You've got to mention alcohol. You have to mention alcohol uh, in, in, any, in any analysis of the budget in terms of winners and losers. So how about the losers then? Well, I suppose the first one is everyone who earns more than £12,000 a year. So there was a pre-announced, uh, pre-announced freeze in personal tax allowances, which is a stealth tax, really, that in effect means that the most basic rate of taxpayers will lose about £500 a year in net income, rising to £1,000 a year for high-rate taxpayers because wage inflation pushes more of their earnings into higher rates of tax. And you could argue it's the biggest fiscal single factor in the squeeze on living standards, apart from you know the general inflation and mortgage rates. So <laughs> a lot of people will be worse off. Um, savers as well. I mean, interest rates are going up, but uh, there's the ISA savings limit uh, of there's a, a new limit of £20,000 a year, which, although that might be considered generous, we've frozen again. Um, representing a material reduction given current inflation and the sort of the measly increases in saving interest rates won't make up for this. So generally, savers, everyone who earns money above £12,000 and savers generally, they're not going to do great out of this budget. The third one is virtually the whole of the public sector. So Hunt announced that departmental spending overall will increase by about 1% for the next few years. Now that given that the NHS, understandably, and defence, maybe more controversially, but obviously it's been discussed for a long time, they'll probably be getting a larger share of what's available. Some departments, particularly those, let's be honest, without strong lobby groups to protect them, they'll face real term cuts again. Another, you could argue, another age of austerity, possibly in areas such as, you know, criminal justice or the courts, local government, housing all those sorts of things. There may be elements even of social security. So as ever, the budget, big song and dance, never really worth the attention that's lavished on it unless you have huge tax cuts or huge amounts in public spending. But I think I think for me, the most important aspect of this budget is that it doesn't feel to have caused much of a stir, much of a stir at all, which is probably what Hunt and Sunak were looking for. So there you go. Winners and losers, usual suspects in the budget. But good question.